Happy Monday, football fans. You have found the Behind the Lines podcast presented by BetMGM. My name is Steven Andrus, joined each and every week on this show by BetMGM sports trader Christian Cipollini. And despite the fact that we are both huge Phillies fans, we will not be discussing the fightings on this show. We will be looking back at the week that was week number six in the National Football League, the biggest public wins, the biggest public losses. We will also look ahead to the opening odds in week number seven. I will share a couple of the early week bets I have already locked into my bet MGM account and Christian as we always start off this show winning week or losing week for the public uh, it's, it's it's certainly a losing week uh, one oh. of the worst I'd say so far of uh of the season uh, we usually talk about public wins and and losses this one I, there's barely a public win on on the sheet this week wow uh, yeah, closest we had, razor thin winner for us on Jags Colts, and pretty much everything else was was very good for the book. So, if we're doing win loss week, uh, win loss record by week so far this season, Bet MGM is five and one on the season. The public is one and five. Considering that it was one of the worst weeks of the year for the public, let's start with those public losses. What stood out the most from week number six? Yeah, of course, the big one that I'm sure most people would guess is uh, Bucks steelers About 90% of our bets were on the Bucks. We weren't writing any Steelers tickets. I don't think anyone saw that one coming. Uh, Jets-Packers, same thing. You know, we took all Packers money. Uh, Not as high as as Bucks steelers It was about 85% on uh, the Packers. So there's a couple Jets fans in there. But And then same thing, Ravens-Giants. We had a about 75 to 80% of our money on the Ravens as well. So all three of those were, were bloodbaths for the public. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to bet a teaser for the rest of the season after that Tampa Bay loss. I said it on the Megapod on Friday, and my co-host Matt Brown said he may never gamble again if the Bucks, uh can't cover a field goal as a teaser leg. So um, he's out in Vegas. I'm not sure if his retirement party will be at the Circus Swim Pool or Bet MGM or Park MGM, but uh, we will let you know those retirement party details and get back to you shortly for Matt Brown <laughs> after the Bucks have ended his career in week number six in the <laughs> NFL. Uh, how about uh, how about the public wins here? I know it's a short list, but give us at least a, a little bit of a silver lining here. Yeah, Jags Colts was like a very, very small winner for us. Um, I will say, too, uh, about 80% of our spread money on Bills Chiefs was on the Bills. Um, okay. It ended up still being a winning uh, game for us, but uh, the under hitting was, was pretty big. We had like a massive uh, amount of bets on the over, as you would imagine. So it kind of helped us uh, clean that one up. But yeah, so decent amount of the public was okay with that Bills win other than that. Not much else out there. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that there was massive amount of money on the over in that game, considering it being a headlining game and the two best offenses in the league. But the total was still 54. And I think for the novice betters out there listening, you have to realize what's happening in the National Football League when it comes to defenses and slowing down elite offenses on the other side. These defenses have just decided that they're okay with the other offense having to take a long time and a long drive, and they're going to sit two safeties back. They're going to drop seven into coverage, and if that means the other offense is going to run the ball pretty well, that's okay because they're going to trade time off the clock for explosive plays. They do not want the explosive plays. They think the longer the offensive drive goes – 
the more variance they're going to have, fewer possessions gives them a better chance to win. And we saw that in the Chiefs-Bills game. I think it's going to be the poster child for what we've already seen the first five-plus, six weeks now of the season what we're going to see for the rest of the season. Don't be so quick to fire over on some of these enormous totals that we're seeing in the NFL because Tony Romo said it during the broadcast. It's exactly how it played out. He literally called the final score. He said, this is going to be like a 24-20 game. It's exactly what happened, and it's because of that dropped coverage and taking away explosive plays and making offenses go the long way to score their points. So just keep that in mind when you're looking at these really high totals for the rest of the season. Uh, Christian, as we get ready here for Monday night football between the Denver Broncos and the Los Angeles Chargers, I assume based on what you said, there's nothing really that can happen here to flip the script on on the outcome of week six for you guys. But where are we where do we stand here in terms of um, how much money is on each side uh, and, and what result you're looking for? Yeah, we certainly want the the Broncos to win here. I mean, after the past few primetime games of the Broncos, uh, there's not a ton of confidence there. About seventy five percent of our bets so far are on the Chargers. Um, like you said, it won't it won't make or break the weekend for us. More most likely, but we're definitely rooting for the or for the Broncos. Well, as our lead writer, Eli Hershkovich, often does when the market zigs, he he usually zags. And you can check out his Monday Night Football preview if you're hearing this in time. Uh, he is on the Broncos, and you can read why uh, why he likes Denver. Uh, Mo Noir and I have made a vow to never bet the Broncos again after the last couple of weeks. We are done betting on this offense. Uh, and Mo has said if we are in his presence and he bets on the Broncos, then we can give him a quick uh, – a swift kick to the pants. So that's his <laughs> words, not mine. So yeah, we're done betting on the Broncos. Eli, have your fun, but I'm I'm about done. Uh, the latest news from Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch outing him, saying that nobody can call him, not even his teammates, without reaching out to his manager first. I don't even want to root for this guy anymore. Like, like what is going on here, man? So, so yeah, I mean, Christian, I don't have a manager, but even if I did, you're free to call me anytime. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, let's move forward here to, uh, to week number seven as we get ready here. And we'll look at the opening lines from bet MGM. And let's start with Thursday night football here. The new Orleans saints at the Arizona Cardinals, The Cardinals may be without Hollywood Brown after his injury, but they do finally get DeAndre Hopkins back at wide receiver off his suspension. Opening odds here for week seven, Thursday night football. Yeah, Cardinals are uh, one and a half point favorites currently, and that totals 45. And also injury note for the Saints, they were down their top three receivers last week, so a chance to get them back as well. I think the look ahead year was two, so a little bit of early respect on the Saints as we open up the markets here for week number seven. All right, early slate for week seven here, Christian. Let us know the opening lines and the totals. Yeah, Falcons at Bengals. Uh, Bengals are six-point favorites, and that totals 45.5. And we have Lions at the Cowboys. Cowboys are seven-point favorites, probably with that Dak return. Uh, The highest total we have of the weekend, uh, 47.5. Colts at Titans. Titans are two-and-a-half-point favorites. That totals 42.5. Packers at Commanders. Packers are five-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 41.5. Bucks at Panthers. Bucks again, 10-point favorites, this time on the road again. That totals (laughs) 40.5. Giants at Jaguars. Jaguars are two and a half point favorites, and that totals 42 and a half. 
Last one on the one o'clock, Browns at Ravens. Ravens are six and a half point favorites and the total is 46 and a half. Early week bet for me is the Jacksonville Jaguars minus two and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. I just think the Jaguars have been, I'm sorry, the Giants. Thank you. Yes. Um, So Jags minus two and a half at home against the Giants. I think the Jags have been one of the most unlucky teams in the NFL this year. The, the, the secondary let them down last week, but they moved the ball pretty well. They failed to get a fourth and short, uh, gave up a big play at the end there, but um, their yards per play has still been pretty solid. Meanwhile, the Giants, I think, on the flip side, have been one of the luckiest teams in the NFL. They were outgained significantly against the Ravens. It was 7.0 to 3.8 for the Giants. And somehow New York wins that game 24 to 20 because of a couple timely turnovers from Baltimore. So Baltimore, I just saw a stat this morning, is... I gotta, I gotta make sure I get this right. They're three and three. They could easily be six and zero oh at this point. And the Ravens are the 39th team in NFL history to hold double-digit leads in each of their first six games. It is the first time, though, that they don't have a winning record despite doing that. First time in NFL history a team's done that. So, um, man, that's that's some bad luck for them. But again, as far as this game. Giants have been lucky, very fortunate, favorable schedule to start the year. So I think under a field goal here for the Jags offense, who I think has shown that they are a better offense at this point in the season than the New York Giants. Uh, They're a little bit more multiple, a little more trustworthy in the passing game. So I will take the buy low spot here at under a field goal on the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sportsbooks all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. All right, late window here now, the afternoon window on Sunday, Christian, for week seven. Yeah, Jets at Broncos. Broncos are three-point favorites at home there. That totals 42.5. Texans at Raiders. Raiders are seven-point favorites with a total of 44. And finally, from the 4 o'clock window, Chiefs at 49ers. Chiefs are three-point road favorites with a 46.5-point total. That's that was a quick move on the Chiefs here off of the the look ahead where it was well under a field goal. I think the 49ers defensive injuries are playing into that a lot. They were basically missing half of their defense and had trouble really didn't slow down Marcus Mariota and the Falcons at all. I will be curious to see how much of that defense they get back and then to consider maybe a bet late in the week, depending on the injury report situation. But no way I can bet it right now. Uh, as we get to this key number of three with the Chiefs on the road. The game I want to point out is the New York Jets at the Denver Broncos. And I know we're I'm, I'm betting this before the Broncos have even played on Monday night. But I think that the New York Jets are a team I want to continue to be bullish on here. They have shown me a lot in the past few weeks here, now that they finally have their starting quarterback under center in Zach Wilson. 
I don't have high expectations for Zach Wilson, but he's shown that he's not like bottom of the barrel now after having some practice time and getting a couple of games under his belt in his second season. And more importantly, what they have around him is very strong, in my opinion. The offensive line is well above average in win rates for blocking. The receiving core is very strong. Three solid options there, led by the rookie Garrett Wilson, who despite playing less than a half of a season in the NFL right now, is already top 25 among wide receivers in PFF grade. Brees Hall is now the favorite to win rookie of the year behind that offensive line. He is a dual threat monster that is going to be a star in this league. And most importantly, Robert Sala has come over from the 49ers and brought the same type of defensive success. Most notably, the fact that they are getting pressure without blitzing. And that is the cheat code in today's NFL. That's the only cheat code left, as I like to say, for defense with today's modern rules if they can get pressure with just four and drop seven that's a cheat code and the jets are top five in pressure and bottom five in blitz rate and they're facing a struggling broncos offense here with russell wilson who can't seem to get on the same page with nathaniel hackett got an injection in his shoulder we'll see how effective he is on monday night uh, but i bet this on the look ahead at plus three and a half i'm okay with it still at plus three I would stop when it's it gets under a field goal here, but I thought three uh, is, a, is a solid price here for the Jets on a team that I think the market hasn't quite adjusted to. Okay, Christian, opening lines now for the primetime slate, Sunday night football and Monday night football. Gotta say, after a, a good run of primetime games here for Sunday and Monday night football, a couple of stinkers here in my opinion, yeah. but, but hey, we'll, we'll see what the odds are. Yeah, uh, Steelers at Dolphins, likely with Tua back. Uh, the Dolphins are seven-point favorites at home with a 44 total. And somehow they put the Bears on Monday Night Football. But Bears at Patriots. Patriots are seven-and-a-half-point favorites with our one of our lowest totals of the weekend, 39-and-a-half. That had to be like a TV market play, right? Chicago in the Boston area on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, my goodness. We all knew the Bears are going to be bad coming into the season, so... I can't wait. If Joe, Joe, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are out here like poking fun at some like teams and colleges and players, and I can't wait to see what they have to say about these two teams. So uh, no bets for me on these two. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Christian, as always, appreciate the insights for week number seven. Be sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Let us know in the comments who you are betting on early in the week. And hey, hope, come on, public. Let's go. We're getting our butts kicked here. <laughs> let's have a week, week seven. Let's get back in the win column. It's time <laughs> for Christian Cipollini. Thanks. I'm Steven Andrus. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.